Hello, fellow backpackers, adventurers, runners, and outdoor lovers. Welcome to our first episode of Muddy Calves, a podcast about anything and everything related to the outdoors. My name is Emma. And I'm Risa. And we're just two friends with a desire to talk about some adventures and bring you some juicy adventure tidbits. Um, before we get started, Reza, how have you been? I'm I'm doing fine and dandy. I went climbing yesterday with some friends, and I'm really, really sore. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best. Um, so today, jumping into our first topic, uh, Reza and I wanted to talk about our first backpacking adventure last summer, um, particularly the trail Dolly Sods, which is a really good one for beginner backpackers. Absolutely. So last summer... Uh, Reza, myself, and my friend B decided to go backpacking for the first time. Um, B and I had never been backpacking before in our lives, and we really had no idea what we were getting ourselves into. Um, luckily, Reza had grown up backpacking with her parents. Yeah, I, my parents had done, uh, day trips with me, um, since I was a little kid. My dad had done big, like, week-long sections of the Appalachian Trail, um, so I'd, and I'd been with him on a few longer trips, but I'd never organized something myself. Um, so yeah, I didn't really know what I was getting into either. So we all went, <laughs> inexperience will be fine. Yes, as all good trips start out. Um, so after a lot of Googling, we decided to try out Dolly Sod's Wilderness, which is part of the Allegheny Mountains in Western Virginia within Monongahela National Forest. And for three relatively inexperienced backpackers, it really ended up being the perfect introductory trail. A hundred percent. So one, one of the great things about Dolly Sods is that it's got about 50 miles of hiking trails spread throughout the wilderness and they're broken up into different sections that are probably like two to, I think the longest is about 10 miles long. Um, and there are different lengths, there's different scenery and different amounts of mud and different difficulty levels. We love the mud. Absolutely, we love the mud. <laughs> um, so we all ran in high school. MNB ran cross country at a track. And so we've kind of considered ourselves, you know, we're probably more in shape than, than the average person who decides to try this. And we decided we'll try our luck with uh, a 22 and a half mile loop that goes like around the perimeter of all of these different little trails. And the trail is labeled as difficult, but we wanted to be out there for a couple of days. We needed a longer path. And we had read many reviews that it said it was a really good trail for beginner backpackers. So we planned, we packed our bags and headed out. Yeah, our general plan was to drive out to West Virginia from the D.C. area Friday after work. So like 5 p.m., we were going to stay the night at a campsite that's just a mile into the trail. On Saturday, we were going to hike 12.5 miles to our second campsite along Redwood Creek. And finally, on the last day on Sunday, we would hike the remaining eight miles back to the car and drive home so that we could all make it to work on Monday. I have to interject here, though. Our original plan was not to hike on the trail the first night. It was to stay at a campsite (laughs) (laughs) that's like a mile down a dirt road. Um, yeah, it's a real, you know, it's a proper campsite. Uh, it was full by the time we got there, <laughs> but yes, yeah, we'll, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll we'll get to that one. So, yeah, the trip starts on Friday after work, and B was driving, so she picks them up, she picks me up, 
and then we started about a three-hour drive to the trailhead and it, drive was easy we didn't hit traffic B had a great playlist I think we stayed in ABBA for like three hours straight oh, I was having a marvelous time yeah we stopped for dinner got some great mac and cheese in Cumberland Maryland mm. and then uh we we got to this barely paved road uh, that we almost missed the turn for, and that's the entrance to Monongahela National Forest. Uh, and this barely paved road that turns into a gravel road um, is really steep and really narrow, and it was raining and foggy, and so we like, couldn't see more than a couple feet in front of the car. B was pretty frightened driving up it. Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of a miracle that we didn't run into any other traffic because I don't think there would have been enough room for another car to pass us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, you know, we made it to the top and uh, somewhere along this road, we lost GPS signal. Um, so I thankfully had some maps printed out. Um, yes. Otherwise we would have been up a creek um, that, that would have been something <laughs> yeah but uh but yes it was actually insane the fog <laughs> was so dense it was something like straight out of a horror movie like something's gonna emerge from this fog and kill us <laughs> it was, it was um, scary. but we were good we had the maps that Reza had printed out and we managed to make it the rest of the way up the mountain and it was actually insane when we crested the top of this mountain um, we were so high up. We were at an elevation of approximately 4,000 feet. And we just, we crested above this ocean of fog and we could see out for miles. And the fog below us looked like clouds and it, it seemed like we were on Olympus, like gods standing above the earth. It was, we were on top of the world. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> Unfortunately, this didn't last for very long. Um, within a few minutes, it began to rain. We were once again reminded that 4,000 feet of elevation in July is much colder in West Virginia than it is in the D.C. region. So at around 8 p.m. in the pouring rain, we hitched up our bags and hit the trail. This was after driving down a dirt road, discovering that the campsite was full, and realizing we're going to have to hike. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to have to hike into the first campsite. <laughs> With a setting sun, in the pouring rain, in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> a great way to start an adventure. Yeah. Um, so we had to stop and put on headlamps before the sun finished setting. Um, and soon we were trudging through pitch darkness in the pouring rain with nothing but these three headlamps steadily running out of battery to guide our way. Um, <laughs> luckily, the walk to the campsite like was, wasn't too bad. We were able to get there, um, and we got ready to set up for a night for the night. I remember being a little nervous about setting up my tent in the pouring rain because um, I could only see a few feet in front of my face. It was dark. It was wet. It was cold. Um, but it went well, and I managed to, like, set up my tent and everything. <laughs> yeah, very good. Yeah, we got, we got B set up. We got me set up. It was, it was good. Um, the next challenge was setting up a bear bag um, and – for those who, who might not know, a bear bag is just a, ba a large bag or box that you put all of your smelly stuff in. All your food, deodorant, mouthwash, soap, toothpaste, mm. um, anything that has the scent of something that's maybe appetizing to a furry 
four-legged friend um with with such adorable ears uh, <laughs> those, those smells will attract bears so you adorable you and yet terrifying you, absolutely you hang it up someplace far away from your campsite so that if a bear comes for food he's more interested in the food than you um and that's the that's the hope anyway so generally this isn't too much of a task you know proper campsites have like a post with hooks and you can hang your bear bag on it um or you know it's daylight and you can see the tree branches that you're you're trying to hang it over um but we couldn't see anything Mm. so (laughs) we got this rope so horrifically tangled in a couple of branches when we were trying to throw it over um and we ended up having to chop about 30 feet off the road um we still had about 70 left it didn't you know nothing ended up in the creek uh and eventually it was like probably 10 p.m at this point i decided like if the bear wants our food he can have our food and i just kind of like placed it on a branch i didn't even tie it I was like, it's good enough and i went to bed <laughs> So yeah, the first night was quite an adventure, uh, but you know we made it through, and that was that was probably the worst or, or the, the not worst, but the uh, yeah the worst our trip got. Yeah, and, and you know, if and even that was manageable we made it. for three very inexperienced backpackers. Just you know, get there early, <laughs> get yeah. there before eight p.m. <laughs> So Saturday morning, we woke up to the most incredible view. Um, The campsite was along a small creek, and we woke up to the sound of bubbling water and birds happily chirping. Um, As we climbed out of our sleeping bags, the sunlight was trickling through the tree branches, and it lit up our little corner along the water like an enchanted forest. Um, The excitement of the stunning view energized us to quickly make our oatmeal breakfast, repack our bags, and mosey on down the densely wooded forest. A mile or so down the trail, the lush forest ended, and we found ourselves in a beautiful, wide, grassy meadow. Um, There was no question about which way the trail was, since it was clearly paved by footprints. And when we did reach intersections, um, there were clear signs indicating which path was which. Um, All good things for beginners when you're trying to figure out which way to go. The meadow was stunning with the ground below us a bright green and the sky above us was a beautiful collage of baby blue sky and white clouds. Um, And at one intersection, we ran into a group of backpackers, some UVA college kids, which was pretty neat. Um, The trail was good because there were few enough people that you felt like you were escaping civilization, but enough people that if you were in trouble, someone would definitely happen upon you and could help you. Yeah, everybody was super nice. There were yeah, like you said, there's not too many people, but enough that, you know, like, okay, I'm not totally on my own. And, you know, everybody's willing to, you know, take pictures of you, or, you know, you exchange group photos. Yes, which is, which is really good. You need, yeah. Probably where half of our photos came from. <laughs> also, the terrain was very easy to walk on. There were no arches uphills or dangerous steep downhills. It was calm, beautiful, peaceful, and honestly, exactly what you want out of a backpacking trip. There were a few small creeks to cross, but there were always like big rocks for us to jump on. Um, and it was really easy, safe terrain for any beginner. Definitely. Um, yeah, and 
before we know it, like we're, we're coming out of the forest or we're coming out of the meadow and heading into a forest, um, but a different one this time. It wasn't the pines that we had been in the night before. It was these beautiful, um, I think there were poplars and elms and some red cedars. And about a mile or so in, there was this beautiful waterfall and we decided this is a good place to have lunch. So when we were organizing the trip and planning for this, everyone was assigned a meal. So B took care of breakfast and brought instant oatmeal packets. Emma took care of lunch. Um, and since we were only going out for a few days, we were afforded the luxury of fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, Such a blessing. Which, yes, but you can't do that on week-long trips. <laughs> um, they go bad. Mm. And then you're carrying dead weight and it smells bad. So Yes. <laughs> yeah, but we, we had hummus and cucumber on these like pita bread wrap things, which were really tasty. And then I took care of dinner, which took the form of uh, freeze-dried meals and they're like bean stews and chicken noodle casseroles and things like that and they they look pretty unappealing yeah they come in these packets (laughs) and you look at them and you're like what (laughs) what am I about to consume (laughs) but then you know you pour your boiling water into it and you, you shake it around you stir it you let it sit for a little while you're like, man, I'm really hungry. And it's really good. Like, it looks kind of weird. The space food looks funky, but it tastes really good. Yeah, it's when you are on the trail, it it hits the spot. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, like, even off the trail, I would eat some of these, I think. I eat most of them. Oh, me too. They're really good. Yeah, Emma was assembling lunch, and B and I were frolicking through the water like little kids, just totally carefree, um, <laughs> not a phone in sight. Um, yeah, and then you know, we ate lunch. I think we ate lunch in the middle of the creek, and then we all started climbing these waterfalls. Emma started climbing waterfalls. Um, yeah. yeah, they were really like low to the ground. They were neat. You could like climb up, see what was on top, just kind of. Which was more water, but you know, have to confirm. You have to confirm. Yeah, you had to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so the trail was delightful overall, despite being July, which is a time of year when like DC, Maryland experiences blistering heat and really powerful thunderstorms. Dolly Sods was really enjoyable. The temperature remained around sixty most of the day, which was not too hot, not too cold. It only dripped down to the low fifties at night, which was a really good temperature. And really comfortable in a warm sleeping bag. For sure. Um, For the entire trip, we all wore long sleeves and pants to protect ourselves from plants, insects, and sunlight. But honestly, it kind of ended up being unnecessary because at no point were we out in the sun long enough to really burn. Um, There was an enjoyable breeze most of the trip that kind of pushed away any pesky insects. And the path had been relatively clear of plants. So we couldn't have had a better trail. Absolutely. And, like, there's obviously, like, there's vegetation. And I think at lunch, you know, I, I reached off the trail and, like, grabbed a handful of wild blueberries that were growing in the bog. They were the best blueberry I've ever eaten. Oh, yeah. They they really hit the spot. <laughs> yeah. But it's not it's not overgrown. You're not getting swallowed by a bush. Yeah. You're not, like, rubbing up against some nice poison ivy or poison. No, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, before we, we left the creek, we stopped and refilled our water bottles. 
and uh, mm, yes <laughs> water <laughs> so I have this this nifty little water f- filter water filters super important they are one of the most important things you can bring on a backpacking trip um, oh it's yes. a 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> absolutely it's a cylindrical filter with tubes coming out the top and bottom and so it pumps in one side it's a hand pump um so it goes in one side and goes through the filter, comes out the other side and goes into your bottle. Um, and it gets rid of you know, all, the, all the debris, all the bacteria, all the pollutants in the stream. Uh, one thing it does not get rid of is color. <laughs> so this, this water is coming out and it's clean. It's, it's ready to drink. It's charcoal filter. So it's you know, high quality. Mm-hmm. The water is red. Like really red. I cannot emphasize how red the water was. <laughs> and it's called Red Creek. Red we color. Surprised, <laughs> but we still were. Uh, all the reviews that we had read online said that there was plenty of water available, but nothing had mentioned that it was red water. Um, and and I'm gonna interject myself here again. Um, you know, it all trails. And you know other like hiking blogs and um, yeah adventure podcasts or websites or whatever they're kind of like Yelp for hiking trails. They're really really useful. Like it is absolutely not lame to read the reviews of a place before you go there. Be there's no substitute for being prepared. And yes, definitely. <laughs> when when you're out on your own and you don't necessarily have cell service all the time. And it's really, there's not a lot between you and a lot of things that could potentially, like if you deal with them the wrong way, could cause you harm. I mean, even the water can cause you harm if, if you're not filtering it. Um, you know, you really have to do your homework beforehand. Um, so yeah, we read up, but nothing, nothing mentioned that it was red. <laughs> we ended up drinking it and it was, it was tasted fine. It was just red. Yeah, desperate times call for desperate measures. Drink red water. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and we cooked with it and everything, too. Turns out that the water in the aptly named Red Creek is stained this red color due to tannic acids from wetlands at the headwater um, and other vegetation along the creek. It's totally safe to drink. Um, it's just It's just red. Uh, and that's another reason that this trail is so good for for anyone but especially beginners is that it's got nearly constant access to water as long as you have a filter yes um so we adventured past the waterfall back into our redwood forest and a few hours later we found ourselves at our last campsite um red creek campgrounds The campground was unbelievable. It was located in a flat spot along the creek, so we could easily set up our equipment. Um, There were no rocks or bumps. It was really comfortable to sleep. Um, The campsite also had a fire pit set up. Um, But the only drawback was that because of the rain the night before, we couldn't find any dry wood to start a fire. I mean, it was warm enough that, like, we didn't really need the fire. So I sat down and started cooking our dinner but we kept looking over at other groups of hikers around us and they all had fires going and I, I don't know how they did it I don't know how they did it <laughs> but, uh, B and Emma set out our equipment and got it to dry since you know it was raining the night before 
and when things get wet they get heavy (laughs) yeah wetness equals heavy (laughs) yes so we were drying that stuff out it didn't rain at all the second day it was beautiful Um, yes yeah we ate our dinner in pretty much record time and then yeah passed out probably by 7 (laughs) p.m probably the earliest I've gone to bed oh absolutely me too um and then to continue the earliness I woke up early that morning around 4 a.m um mostly because I was trying to watch the sunrise I picked the clearest area I could find, still within view of the campsite, and I waited. I, like, sat down in the grass and tucked myself in my little sleeping bag and was like, okay, let's watch. Um, but unfortunately, due to the trees, I never actually saw the sunrise. Um, but I did get to see the transform, the sky transform from, like, a purple to a blue, and that was pretty neat. Um, but besides from all of that, it was honestly one of the most relaxing, calming mornings of my life as I just sad in a forest in my three-day-old clothes um smelling fantastic by the way (laughs) uh wrapped in a sleeping bag completely disconnected from internet social media school emails texts and just everything that consumes my everyday life I just I gotta sit there by myself looking up at the sky as it slowly changed color over the course of the morning I got to breathe that fresh mountain air, not worry about assignments, drama, politics, the future. It was just me in the woods, and I couldn't have been happier. And, like, I'm, I'm so glad that you had that experience on your first trip. And, like, that's why we do this. Um, I had a similar experience um, later that morning. I got up around 6. I think B did as well. And, you know, I ate breakfast and then I crossed the creek to this little clearing um, so that I could go pee. When you have to use the bathroom in the woods, go at least 200 feet away from a water source, dig your little hole, use some biodegradable, bring a water bottle and biodegradable soap with you. Um, And if you're out of toilet paper, run out of toilet paper on a trip with Emma, but (laughs) out of toilet paper, you can use a smooth rock and it does the trick just as good. These are pro tips right here, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely. Don't use leaves. They always have like a fungus or a mold on them or something. And then you've got a rash. It's like, no, you don't want that. Use a rock. That's not where I want a rash. Absolutely. I don't want any rashes, but especially not there. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I've, I didn't run out of toilet paper. So, I, you know, I'm, I've got a pretty good track record. Yeah. <laughs> going to totally blow it on our next trip. <laughs> yeah, oh. I had a similar experience that morning. It's just, you know, sitting in this clearing, it's so peaceful. And you realize, you know, how how very close you are to our Mother Earth and, you know, you know how gentle and peaceful it all is. And yeah. it's absolutely wonderful. And that's it's why we good. do this, is to get that little bit of solitude, that little bit of peace. So... Couldn't stay there forever, though. I had to, you know, pick up my pack and walk. Uh, so I went back across the creek, and, and we had you know, much lighter loads, literally and figuratively, because um, it was our last day. And we'd eaten our, all our food, so we're feeling like, just a couple more miles to the car, just a couple more miles. <laughs> <laughs> Counting it down. Yeah. No, we weren't wishing our, our, our hike away, but, you know, you do get tired. <laughs> 
so after after a couple more miles, um, we came out of the forest and we were looking out over the entire valley for just miles and miles. We could see you know ski resorts on other mountains, um, and we just amped along. We got cell service at one point, uh, but none of us were really wanted to look at um, anything that was happening in the world <laughs> outside of this. But yeah, it was kind of crazy. I couldn't believe our service came back so quickly. <laughs> I know. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to. <laughs> but we got pictures of ourselves and of each other and of the gorgeous view. And then I don't know how many photos the three of us took, but we ate a couple <laughs> more meals and followed more footprint you know, footprinted trails, got stuck in the mud at one point. Mm. Um, B and I had to pull Emma out of a bog. Yeah, my foot boot. got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> we um, made it out. Yeah, and the boot came out too. The boot came out too. We Very all made good. it out alive. Boots <laughs> and all. And then we found ourselves, you know, we could see the parking lot really soon after that. And our backs were sore, our legs were sore, our feet were sore from walking across a talus field and then Something we saw the car before. everything <laughs> really um but yeah like we see the end of the trail and it's just like holy cow we just spent three days in the woods on our own and we like almost ran to the car like we were just so excited we threw our bags down we we're jumping around <laughs> and hugging each other and it was just so much fun and then we started our drive home um we all got really hangry <laughs> we needed to eat oh i was so hungry oh <laughs> uh, yeah but we got some we got like pizza and hamburgers and it was it was great but yeah it was it was Fantastic. such a great trail because i mean even with getting stuck in the mud and like having that really late um like unplanned you know campsite the first night um it was it was a great trail for three beginners it was you know very easily accessible from where we live it, there was easy access to water it was great climate um i think honestly even if it had rained it still would have been okay um yeah absolutely beautiful landscapes around every turn and yeah, even with the challenges of it, like it challenged us enough to feel like, wow, we did something hard. We did something outside our norm. Yeah, it, it was. We did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was easy enough that it was like, okay, well, we can do that again. And maybe we can do something that's even a little bit harder, something that's a longer trail, um, you know, go out for, we've, we've done backpacking trips since that were a little bit longer than that. And yes, you know, I'm going to go do six months on the Appalachian Trail after that. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But it, it's gonna be fantastic. It's inspiring and and challenging and yeah, I would highly recommend it for for backpackers new and old. Yes, absolutely. Highly recommend Dolly Sods for any beginner backpackers out there. Um thank you so much guys for listening and happy trails. Happy trails.